I will admit, this is probably one of the more rushed sermons I've ever written. I wrote it in a somewhat frantic rush at the end of yesterday, having spent the week reorientating my boss at work, who's back from six weeks of parental leave off, and preparing for my own time off, alongside the normal business of every day. I was trying to keep the lamps burning for my fellow supervisors, making sure that everything that could possibly go wrong with my technicians, they were prepared for. I was not dressed and ready for sermon writing. It's a weird world to mix both sermon writing and medical research. But Sunday comes every anyway, and you cannot be prepared for everything. But I did eventually prepare the sermon, so you can tell. If you can camp your, if you can keep your lamps burning. Keep expecting something, expecting God to appear somewhere. You will always have a light, enough light to prepare. I never anticipated going into seminary. My goal from 10 years old and on was to be a veterinarian. And from that point on, I didn't stray from that focus. Vet school is one of the hardest things you can possibly choose to do. <laughs> So hard, in fact, that many people's backup is medical school. Michigan State, for example, has about 6,000 applicants for about 50 out-of-state spots. In-state numbers are a little bit easier, but equally terrifying. There are 50 states and 28 vet schools. So I was lucky to both be born in a state and move to a state that had vet schools, but there are many that don't even have that option. To be a veterinarian means choosing activities in junior high that get you into activities and classes in high school. And what you do in high school dictates what college you get into, what jobs you take in college, what jobs you take after college during your somewhat inevitable gap year. Almost no one who applies to vet school gets in on the first round. Everything you do is focused on keeping that one lamp burning, making sure that you are ready for when vet school admission board knocks on the door. And that's what I did for over a decade. And my, de my decade's number two and a half, so it's not much. You have to be prepared, but you also have to have a backup plan. You have to be prepared for the eventuality of not getting in, at least not the first time. It would be insanity not to, but also you have to prove to those admission boards that you absolutely will do this. You don't want to be a veterinarian, you will be a veterinarian. And there's plenty of other people to choose if they don't think every cell in your body is prepared for this. If you've ever looked away from those lamps burning, you will fail. But people have to sleep eventually. People can't wait all night for everything. My senior year of undergrad, I sat at the front door of this church doing door sitting, failing to pay attention to my biochemistry homework. 
and I thought to myself, God, I wish I could just do church all the time. I wish that was a thing people could do. <laughs> the owner of the house that Jesus talks about probably could have come home and found me only not waiting at the door, but asleep in bed with a sleep mask and some cats and my podcast called The Empty Bowl. Uh, the Empty Bowl, as a side note, is a meditative podcast about cereal, which I highly recommend. You will learn many things, along with the general knowledge that there is in fact a whole field of people who do indeed get paid to do church all the time. You cannot be prepared for everything, but that's probably one thing I could have been. I found out I was accepted to Chicago Theological Seminary on March 4th, 2020. The same day as this sanctuary was filled to the brim with people from K College Singers, from the Bach Festival, from this, our chancel choir, and from audience members for the Love Is concert. Eight days later, this church closed for quarantine and did not reopen for 483 days. You cannot be prepared for everything. Not today. There is too much in the world to do so now. But you can leave a lamp burning. There was always someone here. You can give yourself enough light to put on your shoes and get up and try to find that door. I can safely say that when I decided to go to seminary, I had no idea what I was doing. I can still regularly say that I have no idea what I'm doing. I work with many technicians who are in their first job at anywhere as young as 18, who are also working with animals. The things that pop up are unimaginable. But with that lamp burning, that light, whatever it may be for you, I've always been able to figure it out. People show up, friends find you in that light. I talked to countless people in and out of seminary and then out of the church before I actually applied. People who are still here, people who are gone, and their lessons stay anyway. Their lessons are treasures that will never leave. And that's the other part of this lesson, isn't it? Making the treasures that won't leave you. My journey was wild and crazy and did not end up anywhere where I expected it to be. Although if anybody had looked at my life growing up, being in the church probably wasn't a huge surprise. But it brought me to places like Kalamazoo, it brought me here to the people here. And those are treasures that never die. So wherever it is for that lamplight for you, find what you need to illuminate. It feels somewhat cliche, but my favorite line from the musical Les Mis is to see another person is to see the face of God. Keep your lamps burning so that you can see those faces, so you can see the people here for you. Keep your lamps burning so you can hear, see God here for you. And let yourself rest sometimes too, because that lamp will still be there. Lamps don't burn out instantaneously. They burn while you're sleeping. They burn while you're waiting, too. And they will be here when you wake up. Amen.